In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. It doesn't take much, I believe, for any of us to see and to understand and to grasp that we live in a broken world, in a broken culture, in a broken society, in a broken country, in broken families, and even broken lives. All of us, all of us at one time or another are impacted by this brokenness, each and every one of us. Because the church would tell us, and I hope that we are paying attention when we hear and read these scriptures or listen to the hymns that relate to us, especially about the lives of men and women who have come before us, even back in the Old Testament. We'll hear that in a few weeks about the impact that this brokenness has on all of us. The church would tell us and scriptures point to us that it's because if our relationship with God was full and healthy, we would have no need to try to fill ourselves to address or to put away the pain of this brokenness. The things around us that are constantly being put on us as ways to make us or bring us into a state of happiness or joy or fulfillment or success or even healing, all these things without it being founded on and rooted in and directed from God, all these things can never fill us, can never satisfy us. Because the, the brokenness that we experience can only, can only be filled, can only be healed by God and His love. Now we hear these things all the time, but we are once again presented with a gospel passage that on the surface tells us of someone who was broken, someone who had this infirmity that was bent over for 18 years and could not be healed and could not straighten herself up. No matter how hard we try, it is virtually impossible to protect ourselves from this brokenness that is in the world. Physical illnesses like just the common cold or everything we hear about RSV and flu and yes, even COVID and injuries, infections, diseases, the effects of aging, all these things, we can't protect ourselves fully and completely from. Sometimes this brokenness reaches down inside of each of us beyond the physical and impacts our mind, our hearts, or our souls, our psyche in the form of addictions or mental illness 
or depression or despondency. Sometimes these broken, this brokenness impacts our relationships with other people. We are imperfect human beings, each and every one of us. And to a certain extent, we know very well the pain at times of dishonesty, of gossip, of insults, of hurt, of betrayal, of abuse, of divorce, of loss, of physical abuse or emotional abuse. All these things can lead to broken families, to broken cities, to broken nations, to broken hearts, to broken lives, broken dreams. This is what we face living in this world. But there is hope. That's not the end of the story, as it were. There's hope for each and every one of us. Because the good news, the good news of our faith as Christians, as Orthodox Christians, the good news of our faith is that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just as like we heard in this gospel passage, this is who he is, what he is about, what he came for, to heal the brokenhearted, to heal the physical, spiritual, emotional brokenness in our lives. He takes this brokenness and he makes it whole again. He said himself, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance in Matthew. When our Lord began his public ministry, we heard in Luke, which was from Isaiah, a quote from Isaiah, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We hear this at the beginning of our ecclesiastical new year, but we don't pay attention maybe to those words about what he himself said about his coming into this world that we will, that we will celebrate in just a few weeks, the birth his nativity. He, his father, sent him, the son, to heal the brokenhearted. And the reason why this is essential for us to understand and why we do what we do and worship the Lord and, and come to the temple, the synagogue, the church, the ecclesia, the gathering place to worship is because our Lord was broken himself. He voluntarily submitted himself to be broken. His death on the cross, that which he went through into, up to the point and including his death on the cross was the epitome of being broken. But he experienced it as we know so that we could have healing for our brokenness. The distance, the separation between God and his creation was brought together again in the brokenness of our Lord. In his sacrifice, he brought healing so that we, we could be healed 
of this brokenness. There's no escaping the brokenness that we feel and we experience in life. But as we hear in other places of Scripture and we see in the supreme example of David, the king, David, that the very brokenness is integral, is essential to our relationship with God because he uses this brokenness. He allows us this opportunity in this brokenness to strengthen, maybe even to develop a relationship with him, one that we didn't have before. And if we did, to strengthen it, even in this time of brokenness. It's only oftentimes when we are at the point of being broken and crushed, even to the point of despair, that we realize our limitations, that we realize that we, in our human, in our humanity, are limited, that we are dependent on God. So through this brokenness, God can lead us into this grace, grace-stated, grace-filled state of humility. As I mentioned, David, he said this, the sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. God will not despise a broken and humbled heart. Now we know the story of David. This is his prayer, really. It's Psalm 50 or 51 that we recite all the time. David, Nathan, pointed out to David his brokenness. The life that he was leading. The sin, the sins that he had committed. Very grave and serious sins. And David, when Nathan pointed this out, David said simply, I have sinned against you, Lord. He didn't justify it. He didn't hide it or cover it. He didn't blame someone else for it. He acknowledged it. He expressed and recognized his brokenness. We see in David a man who says this, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and humbled or repentant heart. Just like broken bones, when they are properly attended to, can heal and heal even stronger, our souls, when they are properly attended to, can be healed and can be even stronger through this healing when they are healed by God. He must break our hardened hearts so he can enter into the brokenness of our souls and enter into the passions, the ambitions, the desires that we may have so that they can be let go of and be released. When Jesus saw this bent over broken woman, he calls her to himself and he says to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. He laid his hands on her and she was healed. She did not approach the Lord. He approached her. She did not ask to be healed. He healed her. And note where she was. She was in the synagogue. She was in the church. She was there 
worshiping God. She was in the place of healing. She was receiving the sacraments, if you will, the mysteries. He laid his hands on her. He healed her. This is unction for us. She received and glorified God. This is receiving the Eucharist. She was there presenting her brokenness to the Lord. This is confession. She was expressing the sacraments by her presence in the church. And she was healed. Healing of our brokenness can begin if we bring ourselves into God's presence. If we bring ourselves into his house, into his temple, into his synagogue where he is. Healing can start by simply hearing the word of God and listening for his call in our life. Healing can be completed when he lays his hand upon each and every one of us through these mysteries, through these sacraments. The Lord said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have brokenness. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Amen.